Welcome to the Innovation Today podcast, where we speak with today's technology leaders about how they're innovating to stay ahead of changing industry dynamics and reaching new levels of productivity and automation. Brought to you by ServiceNow, your partner in digital transformation. Thank you for joining us today for another episode of the Innovation Today podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Bumiller, an innovation officer here at ServiceNow, and today, we're excited to welcome Vicki Harris, the Director of Business Development at Thirdera. Vicki, welcome in. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure being here and getting a chance to talk with you, Spencer. Amazing. Yeah, likewise. So just, actually today we're, we're going to dive into the ins and outs of order management from, from Thirdera and actually just in general in the, in the telco space and, and how digitization and automation is driving change in the industry. But first, you know, actually, I'd like to, to learn a little bit about you, Vicki. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your role and maybe why this topic was particularly interesting to you? Well, it really begins for from being at Verizon some years ago and really starting with GTE in the communication space and providing services and seeing how things were. Now, this was some years ago. So the focus at the time in the telecommunication space was very much hardware oriented, where we were looking at uh, what Cisco products, specifically Juniper, whatever it might be, would end up being network elements for the communications companies from an IT perspective. And then as time changed and the cost of chips and the advance in technology, looking at automation and different things that we can provide for the communications companies really started accelerating. So I've seen in looking at Third Era, where we really are taking a look from an industry focus of how to solve business problems. I've seen a great opportunity to look at what we can do outside of the classic IT approach to solve business problems in the TMT, telecommunications, media, and technology space. So I'm here at Third Era to help evangelize that approach and to go and find other companies that are looking to advance their business capabilities. That's so great. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of top of mind right now, right? Efficiency in, in, in these industries out there, the, the world is a little bit tightening up. So we're having to kind of figure out areas where we can get more efficient, more coined, agile as organizations. And you know, telco really is no stranger to silos in that in that realm either. They're, they're just like any other industry that's been out there for a long time. These little pockets of silos have been created. So, what do you think are maybe some of the the bigger challenges that are existing out there right now in the in the TMT industry? Well, and if we look at TMT overall, it, it changes just a little bit, and that's part of the reason why we are breaking out the industries from a telecommunications view. For, what, 40 years, the communications companies really led the, the technology space and technology adoption in so many ways with the hardware, as I was describing to you. And taking a look at wireline technologies, well, that very quickly moved into wireless technologies and now to even more so as a service business solutions kind of approaches for their customers that are also trying to grow. And so the biggest challenges that they're seeing now is how to get 
a lot of the wire line, and at this stage, even wireless, to move forward from a technology perspective past the actual facilitation of communications. Now it's a matter of how is it delivered? How is it billed? How do you do end-to-end telecommunications as opposed to just providing the service? And that's where we can really be helping these communications companies move from siloed environments of legacy equipment and taking advantage of the existing technologies that maybe they already have to get an end-to-end workflow that allows them to realize that potential. Yeah, it's, it's got to be a little tricky. I mean, so it, it, it sounds nice in theory, and I, I would imagine that it, it like we've made some decent strides in this realm and, and through Dura of the like. How, 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 are you, how do you deal with when you're met with, you know, cultural challenges? So you said 40 years that this industry has met the, has led technology. So there's probably people that are pretty resounding in their, in their careers at these companies that, hey, we've always done it this way, so we're going to keep doing it this way. What, it, what has been some of your experience on lightly evangelizing or opening their minds to this, this new realm of, of technology that can help get past the facilitation of those communications? Well, and it's always a slippery slope, as you might imagine. I think that most of uh, people from a technology view, I think a lot of our long-term relationships are in the information technology IT side of the house. And today, the people who need technology more than anyone are on the business side, on product development, on the finance side, on the order management and procurement. All of these kind of people are the ones that are really feeling the lag in technology that maybe IT in facilitating communications overall hasn't been able to look at what the business requirements are. And then you also have the customer experience that they're also in need of. So, you know, a lot of my approach in the evangelization is to help the business to understand what IT can do for them and to help IT understand what they should be doing for business. Yeah. It's, it's such a, a, a beautiful line to draw between the two departments, because I think a lot of times what the business has done is gone off and created this kind of rogue IT, right? So, it's, hey, we need to get something done. We need to solve a problem. And IT is taking too long or the department of no or whatever the story that they tell themselves is. And they go off and they do something else, which screws up all the organizational governance and and anything that IT is trying to build some efficiency and standardization on. So even just getting those, getting the communication between those departments is a huge step. Well, you can take it one step further. In IT, in business development, in product development, uh, within communications companies that are the size of the major communications companies that we have here in the United States alone. You may get into network management and there are 30 departments in network management. Yeah. And so one hand really does not know what the other's doing because not only are they separate departments and speak really a different language, but they're using different tools that don't speak to one another. Right. 
Yeah. So it's, it's just a lot of, I mean, at that point, it's a lot of education of, and translation of vocabulary. I mean, a fair amount of this is, here's how we use this terminology over here, which can be said a completely different way from this, this, uh, this one of the other 30 teams, you know, that sits down the aisle. You said something earlier about uh, employee experience and customer experience. And, and of course, we've been harping on, on modern technology. Now, when we think about how modern technology is shifting and how we're taking IT to provide this suite of platform tools to the business, how is modern, modern technology starting to improve that for the business users? Well, I think it's it's in two ways. Well, first of all, it's the tools under un, under the underpinning of what the user experience and um, interface will be. But what a lot of people are considering today are where are those fall off points? I have some companies that I'm working with that have established really beautiful portals for their customers, but they're still using acronyms and different terms that are specific to IT that the business doesn't know what they're talking about. So we're having to DITize the customer platform and make them more friendly. And in many times, the, the portal that they've built is really effective, but really making it adopt the customer use is th that's where there's been a big gap. And what we're seeing in that environment is that people were able to reduce tickets from a help desk view. They're able to reduce broken orders in an order view. They're able to increase customer satisfaction by delivering on the orders that have been placed. So we're, we're starting to see more of, first of all, an actualization that the customer's adoption is important. Mm. It isn't just that we built something, but that's really what the business hoped to have. It's something we've talked about for years and we're still having to talk about it. Now it's a matter of now people are realizing, okay, we've talked about this for years and oh my heavens, people didn't use it. So what do we do now? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Just having the, so customer adoption is, is hugely important. Just having the analytics to understand Hey, are they actually using this thing that we developed out there? Like, like maybe getting clear around the defining the success metrics as you start to uh, draw the draw the parallels between these two organizations, making sure that they're they're agreed upon on what they're 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 trying to find a resounding theme around. Well, I think it, in many ways we can act as the diplomat between what the business requirements are in IT. There are sometimes that, and, and I don't mean to be making it such a segmented conversation, but we, we do have to understand that what has been built from an infrastructure and a product view in the past has very much been um, in IT. The people who've develop, developed what is there that's their baby. And these are huge implementations, huge, huge, huge implementations. So that's been the focus more than on the customer and the customer being an internal customer or an external customer. And now we, from a technology perspective, have an opportunity to kind of build a bridge between them and to start speaking the same language and helping IT address business requirements. But we have to take that step. Hmm. Now, yeah. So, so when you think about taking that step, how can how can we kind of start to suggest that to customers out there that 
maybe it seems a little weary or it seems too monumental to take that step. Where's the, where's the area that we can maybe start, start small to start walking before we start running? Uh, stock, starting with a walk approach, one of the things that, that I think is always advantageous is to leverage communications consulting and to go and take a look at what the, um, what the landscape looks like, looks like today. I mentioned something earlier about making sure that we use the right tools for the right thing. In many cases, communications companies specifically have point solutions for each of the different requirements that they have, but they don't have a mechanism to share that across the company, across workflows. So um, from a consulting perspective, we can start tapping into that, if, if not in IT, from a business perspective, because they're the ones who really take the hit, is from the business perspective. Let's take a look at what orders you have, what products you have, where is IT fitting into that? And then we're bridging IT into the conversation to say, this is how we're seeing things could be. What are y'all doing? And in starting to bring IT in as a part of that conversation from an advisory capacity. And then laying the groundwork of this is what you could be doing from a user perspective. This is what you could be doing from an order perspective, from building out your service catalog to get back into the IT world and then start talking with, with some companies. Then I'll start saying, so what other business units, Mr. IT, do we need to be talking to? Once they've seen it the first time, then they're going to have other problems that they've identified for us to go and meet with. And then they can sponsor us and don't see us as the bad guys. Yeah. And, and, and actually, then you now have a point of, to use your term from earlier, evangelization. So you've done you want a success criteria in one area with one part of the business. And you can go preach that in the rest of the organization to say, this is what we this is how we help this team solve a problem. Let's talk about the problems that you're experiencing and how we can leverage a, a modern technology to help you solve it and kind of break down those barriers across these different workflows in the organization. Well, and let's face it, mo there are. I do not know a director, and I know a few within the telecommunication space that don't have their exact executives that are banging on them to get dashboard information. If it's not from their managed customers that they may highly value, it's from network uptime, it's to overall performance and customer satisfaction, and being able to get in there and identify these directors that need something and make that dashboard for them, make it very, very, very easy to use. As I talk about user experience, I think sometimes we lose sight of how deep that can go within the application. It's, it's not just your customers, it's your internal customers too. And if we were to start hitting it from, what can we provide to you, Mr. Director, to your executive team, to your VP, to your EVP, to the CEO, let's start making dashboards easier for you. It's going to be amazing how much efficiency everyone's going to have if we just get that done. Totally. Yeah, it's it, it's it's something that, so we did an innovation park tour here at, at ServiceNow for this most of this year where we actually we outfitted these little ecopods and took them all throughout the different cities where our, our a lot of our customers were rather than having them fly to ebc's back in in california 
And one of the resounding themes that we kept hearing was like, okay, it's, it's great to focus on the experience of a beautiful portal and the customers that we interface with and, and the employee experience, of course, is top of mind. But also, what about the experience of the agents that are working in the systems on you know the 24 by 7 basis? Or what about the executives that need to see a specific dashboard for metrics to understand how their organization is operating? And so those things are are super top of mind. Yes, it's it's important to focus on the experience for the end users, but it's also just as important to bring that experience into the rest of the organization, in the executive realm, in the agent realm, and in the individuals that are working in the in the technology on a regular basis. Well, and one of the things um, that that I'm hearing, and I'll, I'll quote Mike Rich as we were having a conversation with him not too long ago. One of the things that was interesting. Uh, was looking at, is looking at, where ServiceNow is starting to really focus on the industry approach. Um, you know, we're talking about dashboards, we're talking about order management, we're talking about solutions. We cannot talk about solutions, we cannot talk about products until we understand what their business problems are. So to understand the complexity of a communications company and everything that a CIO is dealing with, everything that a CEO is dealing with, we have to get a minuscule view into that headspace so we can start talking their language and provide these these solutions. And, and that's where I think ServiceNow is really doing a great job, being able to start looking at this, knowing, and we talked a little bit, I call it cookie cutter approach, being able to evangelize cross company, some of the successes we have, we're going to be able to evangelize the successes that we're having in the telco TMT space into other industries. Look at financial services, look at manufacturing, you know, look at retail. This is something that's going to resonate across the board with different industry requirements. And within telecommunications, we've already started it. And now we need to learn what some of this language is, not IT, not just service now, learn what that industry language is so we can go in and really share uh, an end-to-end approach for how we understand their business. We know what they need, and this is how we see them walking so they can crawl and run. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's having that empathetic ear to, to really get clear around what the, what the business is looking for and how you can apply these different pieces, whatever micro pieces of, uh, I'm almost thinking like Lego sets of platforms that you can help to solve the, the issue. Yeah, I, I don't know if you're maybe comfortable on sharing an example on that, Vicki, but is there, is there one that you can think of in the TMT space, maybe specifics around order management where you have helped a, a customer find some success with something specific to the vertical? Oh, absolutely. Well, and there are two. And actually, the deployment um, in Jenna is one that I'll highlight as a software as a service vendor. Now, not your classic communications company per se, but this is representative of what's going on in the market with the speed of technology and the thought leadership that we see in the marketplace today. We have so many smart people around the world that are working to solve problems. And Ingenna is one of those leaders. They had done a home-built CPQ system, um, quote, pro, uh, customer product, quote, over 
uh, that they had developed that we were able to provide the order management piece within their ecosystem to allow third-party partners to order specific circuits via SD-WAN, by, by geo, by product type, by circuit type and speed. And what they are able to realize as a result of that is a great customer experience for the third-party customers of Ingena. And then the third-party customers are also able to share this data on delivery, response time, uptime. All of those dashboards that we've talked about are now readily accessible to the third-party people and to their customers. And that end-user experience increases customer satisfaction and is allowing Ingena now to go into the wireless market where they're doing wireless as a service, not just SD-WAN. And we're going to see a lot more of this taking place. That's beautiful. Yes. I mean, talk about customer experience from the Ingena standpoint, that probably makes them extremely competitive and, and, uh, you know, telco vendors out there wanting to do business with them, not to mention the benefits that they've experienced on their end. Now they have this all in a centralized catalog where they have multiple vendors coming in and they can start to wrap analytics around where they can get more efficient, which probably helps them out in their supply chain notions as well. So, so not just on the customer experience side and the internal employee experience from Ingena, I would imagine has gotten night and day better. Well, and I think the other thing is, is that we've been able to develop all of this with GDPR in consideration and making sure that they have global solutions. And so it isn't, um, and Jenna is headquartered, their U.S. headquarters are in Florida, actually in Virginia now, uh, but their global headquarters are in Germany. So, you know, this is a global company that is looking for where and how they can make things happen much more efficiently. Yeah. Did they did they take any kind of before and after picture to understand the how they defined the success metrics? I'm I'm thinking for other customers out there that may be listening, because it sounds like a pretty decent success story with with the agenda realm. How did they how did they measure the kind of before and after to then say, hey, this is this is really something transformational on how we do business with our customers? Well, for Ingena, I don't have a before and after chart, but they had nothing for order management before. Oh my God. So it, it was, no, we built the product. They had the quoting system in place, but they had no mechanism for the actual ordering. So we've gone from manual to automated with the user experience included. Now, if I take a, if I look at Lyra Investment Technologies, they are more on the technology set, and they are, you know, by definition, device as a service. So, in many ways, they act as a financial technology company for companies who offer uh, large-scale managed services. So, you have a, a very large, uh, I'll say, GSI that is ordering equipment for desktop as a service, be it from any number of manufacturers, it goes through Lyra Technologies. They acquire the equipment and put it into warehousing, and then they track it to the various managed service provider to track the time, the, you know, what is the, um, 
the service responsiveness, all of that kind of thing. Now in that environment, end to end, and what we're doing now in really getting into the UPS side of warehousing on ServiceNow, uh, I do have the before and after charts on that. And that went 100% from Excel spreadsheets, the director of IT calling me and not being able to meet with me because he was ha having to process another email order yeah. to complete automation end-to-end -end using ServiceBridge from ServiceNow. Wow. Whenever we start looking at some of these major providers in the ecosystem, they have ServiceNow. So now we're able to go into these avant-garde um, technology and communications companies and offer something that really allows them to leverage both sides of the investment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I got to imagine there's some eagerness to be willing to, to now adopt this type of streamlined technology because of the archaicness and the amount of time that it was taken prior in processing orders via email or spreadsheets or however it was manually being done. Well, the quote from Lyra Technologies is, we would not be the company we, we are today without ServiceNow and Third Era. Oh, beautiful. To have that quote and to know that they are looking at their business as us being the mainstay for their success, not only is it a great business story, but you want to talk about a strategic partnership for your trusted advisor. This is a level of understanding of an industry understanding the solution and understanding people, this is where we can bring it all together. Oh, I love that. What a great story. Thank you for sharing that one. Or sh thank you for sharing both of them, actually. They're, they're uh, extremely intriguing to start to understand the lay of the land out here. Now, as we, as we kind of run to the, the end of our time together, I, there's, there's a ton of questions that I still want to ask you, but I, I think... <laughs> Let's let's maybe land the plane a little bit here. So from a from a standpoint of what's happening out there in the market, we, we kind of we hit a lot on how we're bridging the gap between the business and, and IT. With this in mind, where can listeners out there start? Because it can feel monumental. And, you know, a lot of times change is, is scary to us as humans, especially when we've been doing the same thing or doing things the same way a lot of the past 40 years in an, in an industry, for example. So what would be your suggestion for an iterative start? How, we hit on it a little bit, but I just kind of would, would love to hear your viewpoint on where we can go next with this. It, it goes back to industry solutions. You don't have to, you don't have to go, you can call me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, you don't have to go and do all kinds of research with TM Forum and understand all of the parameters. It is important to go through the, the training decks that are out there to understand more. If I'm, if I'm speaking specifically to uh, employees in this ecosystem, uh, getting a little bit of an idea of some of the acronyms that are out there and how it applies to the solutions that we offer, that's critical. Uh, I believe going in with open-ended question and not preconceived solutions is also important. So understand the lay of the land first and foremost. Understand what the customer problems are and most of important, why? And who is it affecting? And what are you doing about it today? Those sound like very simple questions, but not when I'm on joint calls, those are the things from, um, that's, that's a leadership position that really um, uh, 
uh, endears us to our customers, endears us to other people who desperately need our help, and it opens for them to share some of the mess that they really have. So it, it sounds very simple. Who, what, when, where, and why is a great starting point. What you will find is a number of different spokes off of that hub that will start identifying different solutions that you can come back and really start peeling the onion on. Um, and this is something you can do both from a business and from an IT perspective. First and foremost, we got to pick up the call and we have pick up the phone and call these folks get in front of them, share with them that we're there to help them through this journey and that we understand the issues that are out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, it's so pivotal. I mean, it, you're right. It does sound simple being asked, asked the, the what, where, why, when, and how, but you know, a lot of times we're just so deep down into their day-to-day operations that we don't ever think to zoom out and ask a simple question of, well, why are we doing it this way when we can do it a, a separate way or, what if we start to blend how how features are being offered in our new technology departments with what we view as problems in our business department? Like how can how can we start to to bridge those gaps? So the why is so crucial. Yeah, and and how how are you realizing revenue? Yeah. Do your do your reports currently reflect your actual revenue versus sales? Yeah. What a, what a great question. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think we all soon. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this has been extremely enjoyable, Vicky. I, I really appreciate uh your your tenure, your your clear knowledge in the fields. Where I'd I'd love to continue the conversation on a on a future cast with you. Where can people go to to learn more and connect with you and and learn more about Thirdera as well? If you go to thirdera.com. Yeah. We have the telecommunications website there. Those inferences, those, excuse me, those uh, comments, if you click on that, it goes directly to Vicki Harris. You All can right. also reach me at vharris at thirdera.com. And at LinkedIn, I'm under Vicki Stewart Harris, S-T-E-W-A-R-T. And I look forward to talking with all of you and continuing the conversation. This has been great, Spencer. Um, so I'm so thankful. Thanks. Thanks, Vicki. Thanks everybody out there for listening to the Innovation Today podcast. We're, we're excited to get all the feedback from you. So please feel free to enter and comment on the podcast as it comes in. And then also, if you're, if you're looking to get more involved into the telco, telco space or understand a little bit more about how we're partnering with great partners like Thurdera in this realm, we have a great community site out there at community.servicenow.com, which has vertical specific areas that you can go to not only talk to partners, but also other customers like yourselves to understand what, how they're solving these business issues and breaking down the barriers between IT and the business. So thank you so much. Thanks again, Vicki, and we'll see you on the next one. Have a great rest of your day. 